0: This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band Umphrey's McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreys, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and/or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jehimiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, where we took a look back at 2021. A rundown of what Umfries was up to during the year, as well as here on the podcast and with DATC Media Company. There is a link in the show notes if you wanted to give that a listen. There's also a link in the show notes for my 2021 highlights list on NUGS if you wanted to give that a spin, see what my highlights were from the last year, and what I'm going to be drawing from when it comes time to vote for Hall of Fame 2021. This week on the show, I am very excited to be bringing you my conversation with GrooveSafe founder and president, Ashley Driscoll. In case you don't know, GrooveSafe is a 501c3 organization whose mission is to stop sexual assault at concerts, create safe and respectful dance spaces, teach that consent is mandatory, and emphasize respect for boundaries during the pandemic. Before we get any further into this episode, I do want to give a trigger warning to anyone listening because we will be talking about sexual misconduct and unwanted touching at concerts. So if this is something that might be tough for you to listen to, please know that it is totally okay. Take a break from the conversation if you need to. And I also want to say that. I support and love you. And if you ever feel that you need someone to talk to regarding this subject or you just need a space to say something that happened to you, um, you can always, always, always reach out to me. Um, I am a safe, non-judgmental vault um that, you know, will just listen to what you have to say. So If you ever feel that you need to share something about this subject um, and don't feel comfortable maybe putting it in any of the groups or whatever, um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm always here to listen. This is a tough conversation to have for sure. Um, I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. My incident uh, did not happen in a concert, but it still is, you know, something that I dealt with. So I totally understand how hard it is to talk about this, Um, but I believe it's a very important conversation to have anyway, but especially when we're talking about making sure everyone is feeling safe and having a good time. It shows, you know, a space that's special to all of us and where we go to escape from all the bullshit in the world. So let's keep this space safe and awesome for everybody so we can all rage and just have a good time. In case you didn't see the post on social media, um, I did also send out an email. So if you're on the email list, you got one. Uh, But DATC Media Company is hosting its third Umph Love Virtual Silent Auction. It kicked off yesterday, February 7th, if you're listening to this when it airs on the 8th. You can place your bids from now until February 21st. All of the proceeds raised this time around will be going to Groove Safe. Really looking forward to being able to raise some funds for this absolutely incredible organization. Head to org slash auctions or follow the link in the show notes and it will take you right to the auction site. Also, as Ashley mentions in our chat, GrooveSafe will be working with Umphries in 2022. And the first event will be this coming weekend in Boston at the House of Blues. And I'm very excited to announce that I will be tabling with Ashley and GrooveSafe having DATC media company partner with her. And I'm also very excited that GrooveSafe is going to be having their presence at other upcoming Umfree shows. This is going to be a really great thing um, to, to bring to our community for sure. During our chat, Ashley talked a little bit about herself, her background, and how her interest in human behavior would later help with the formation of GrooveSafe. Ashley gets into the inception of Groove Safe back in 2017 and takes us on a little bit of a journey from her first tabling event to where she is with her work now. She tells me more about the work that they are doing with artists, venues, and security. Ashley shares a little bit about active bystander intervention and what someone can do if they see a situation happening at a live show. She also offers some insight into what someone can do should something like this unfortunately happen to you at a show. The training video um, that she mentions in our chat is available on GrooveSafe's website. A really great informative video. I highly recommend you take the time to watch it. Um, I think she mentions it's like 50 minutes, but seriously, if you break it up into like two parts, it's nothing. Um, but I think it's really important for everybody to watch, um, as a patron of live music, I think that it is all of our responsibility to, um, you know, not focus on what everybody else is doing, but, you know, be aware of surroundings and kind of what's going on and to you know, make sure that you speak up if you uh, see something because as she mentions in our chat, um, you know, when there's a lot of people around, um, you know, people don't say anything because they kind of expected that somebody else already did. Um, so yeah, do yourself a favor and uh, watch that video because it's, I think it's important that we all know uh, what we can do should something like this happen in our sightline. I want to say thank you so much to Ashley for taking the time to have this important conversation with me and a huge, huge, huge thank you for all of the incredible work that you're doing and spreading this important message. It's not easy to talk about at all. And the fact that you go out there to all these shows and have these conversations with people, it's just absolutely incredible and amazing and important and it's just it's so awesome so thank you Ashley for all of your hard work you're incredible do you create really rad fan art is your band wanting to get into the ears of Umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an umfreaks themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd media company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd media company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. So here is my conversation with Groove Safe founder and president, Ashley Driscoll. So, why don't you start by just telling me a little bit more about yourself and then kind of lead into kind of where the birth of Groove Safe happened?
1: Yeah. um, Well, I'm Ashley, I'm the founder. I'm from the Boston area, um, and I studied psychology. I went to a school called Roanoke College in um, Virginia, and um, I was always really interested in human behavior. And I never really know knew like what I wanted to do with it specifically, and um, it just sort of, you know, over time, this just made a lot of sense to me because I'm just I'm fascinated by people and why they do what they do and. All oh, yeah. that, And I mean, so, and, you know, I guess I've always wanted to help people and I really knew why, you know, um, mental health awareness was always really important to me. Um, and just, you know, I, I just wanted to figure out a way to, uh, make, make people's lives better. And I didn't know that it would come in the form at the time of something like GrooveSafe where our mission is to stop unwanted touching and uh, harassment, sexual misconduct in the live music scene and then extend it into um, really any live entertainment setting. Um, and for me, it, it came around because I've seen so many concerts. It's my, you know, seeing music is my favorite thing to do. Um, and I mean, I played sports for a long time and then I found a really passion for what live music, uh, it, what, how it feels when you go and like the way that it's just kind of for some people and me is like a happy place, you know, it's a place you can kind of let go and music is healing as it is. Um, so you know, I have 500 shows later from my teens until probably more now, um, I started to feel uncomfortable. And I couldn't figure out why I was anxious instead of excited. I was like nervous instead of, you know, feeling joy, even leading up to a show that I had a ticket for, or even during the show, just had this sort of tense um, feeling in my body. And I realized it was because I was constantly looking over my shoulder and like feeling tense, like I said, and um, I had you know, it took some time to think about it. And it was really because I was experiencing that uh, unwanted touching, groping, um, and groping, grinding, and just like really uh, creepy behavior comments too. Like, I couldn't understand why I was like being targeted or whatever. Um, it felt like that anyways. And like, what was I doing wrong? Or, you know, why, you know, All that, so I started to talk to my peers um, And I mean i've seen a lot of fish and that's sort of where it started my like fish online communities and among friends and stuff just kind of starting that conversation. And it seemed to be that it wasn't just me um, that you know people had been experiencing um, this kind of bad behavior uh, for years and maybe longer. and it was you know it's really hard to talk about it's really hard to kind of break that awkwardness in that conversation because uh, for so long no one knew either how to or or they thought you know they'd it, it ruin someone's good time or you know like kill the vibe and i so i just wanted to really change that i mean number one goal is to stop you know have the unwanted touching and um, but along with that comes with like peer support and um, changing the conversation. Like the whole goal is to build consent culture, which means like really breaking down the bad um, existing behaviors and you know taking it out from the bottom and and, and really building this new um, idea where um, you know you can go to shows and not feel afraid and people are standing up for. Um, I mean. It's gendered sometimes. A GrooveSafe safe is really um it's, it's it's gender neutral because I really truly feel like everybody should uh, feel safe doing what they love and um you know they, basically that's the kind of thing everyone deserves respect and um so I guess that's where it started and then we started to work with um, bands and in festivals and now we're in the venue space too, um spreading awareness, you know, being peer support and teaching skills for the community to be able to, you know, safely step in or know how to react or, um, you know, I don't know to, how to, to really just be there for each other. And then I'm um, doing some trainings too with uh, bands and crews and venues on crisis response. So how to, um, if there is an incident, you know, the appropriate ways to handle it um, to, you know, lessen the probability of trauma for that person and, you know, wanting them to come back and enjoy themselves and all that. So I guess that's the quick, that's the quick version of what I'm doing and why. Um, So hopefully that was helpful.
0: A lot of incredible work. That's what you're doing in a nutshell. That's, that's that's exactly what you're doing. Um, So talk about then, like the first tabling events. I mean, you start and, you become a not for profit and i've i've worked in not for profit but i worked with animals and either way it's a lot of paperwork to become a not for profit so it's a lot of hard work to go through that and yeah. do that um so you're tabling at these events and i mean you're not already working with fish so talk about kind of your journey from your first experiences of doing tabling to you know finally getting the attention of yeah. a band that, that large.
1: Yeah. Um, so let's see, we, you know, it's always been an issue for me, like personally, um, you know, not wanting to see music anymore. Cause I was, you know, getting touched so much and it, you know, ruined it for me. I didn't want to see music anymore. So for me to feel like I, I had two choices, you know, stop seeing music, um, or try to Get involved in some way, at least to start talking about it to try to fix it, because I felt like it was just so unfair. Um, so in 2017 was when I kind of launched uh formally, well, informally, really saying like this is groove safe, this is my goal, this is my plan. Um, and then you know, 2018 was sort of a year where I built a website and like trademarked logos and got the um social media stuff really active. Um And right around that time was the first time I think I did it an official table was actually at an Umfries media after party in, um, New York city. They played the beacon, um, four years ago. Can't even remember what year we're in now, but, and, um, uh, there was an after party. Um, my friend Willis is a DJ and he invited me instead of doing a merch table that we did this group safe to really start, um, the awareness. And then after that, it was um, probably summer camp music festival that I did um, a booth for the weekend at the festival um, and learned so much about just boothing in general. Um, For me, it's not like I never wanted to be like a rigid table. It's, you know, like an information booth. It's more of a like uh, invitation, like to come in and chill and like talk about the issues if you want or not. I mean, I understand how to handle a crisis, but I'm not a crisis counselor, you know, it's not like a therapy session. Um, So, you know, and I'd have like yoga mats and and painting and face paints, just like interactive stuff to sort of uh, make it a little easier to, you know, be involved with such a tricky subject. Um, And that I think that was summer 2018. And then we did a few more festivals, Sweetwater 420, which, I mean, so weird, festivals and everything's, it keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Like, I, I don't even remember um, what the timeline is really now because of COVID and everything, but um, that was that. And then I'm trying to think exactly um, for, at least for 2021, um, we let me think back there was an incident in 2019 with a a promoter who came out to be a predator and so it was really kind of shook things in the um the jam band community at least and so we started connection with the disco biscuits um they are one of the the, um, kind of first higher profile bands to really um help out um with this and i mean I have longtime supporters with like smaller local bands or, you know, like Aqueous, they're lovely friends from Buffalo who have mm-hmm. re- played really good music, but they've always been behind it um, for me. And so, but then as it grew along, uh, let's see. And so we tabled at the Disco Biscuits. We went to Camp Bisco that summer. And then, um, you know the audience changes depending on the band um, and different interactions and stuff like that. But 2021, there was um, we got a call from Fish, which was awesome, and then they did a dinner and a movie, which in the Fish world is like a special webcast during COVID, and we were the beneficiary of that. So it started to get uh, more conversations going, and then they invited us on tour. So we did a full summer tour. Um, I went on fish yeah. tour and, you know, we, we, um, went in early activated set up and talked to people every night. Um, and that was super awesome. And, uh, so that kind of helped get some recognition on the issue, what we're going through, what we're hand, how we're, you know, how we're, uh, addressing it. Um, but conversations with fans of any, any band fans, um, are really the, most impactful, I think, because it goes from an awareness. Some people have no idea or they're in denial at all. Is no, not at our show. No way. That doesn't happen here. So I get a chance to educate and have conversations, um, which is more, I think it's helpful because you the the different comments and questions and the it just different perspectives that people have are there. It's, eye-opening it's amazing but i'm used to sort of working through different uh perspectives and you know well actually that's not exactly how it is you know and being able to sort of nurture the growth i think um yeah so that was good and then we did fall tour too um for fish again um traveling is awesome it's intense it's hard work yeah. um but it's worth it because you get in front of so many different audience different you know locations and different things and now we are happy to be working with Umphreys McGee this coming year. Um, so we have some exciting stuff coming up for announcements and stuff with that. Um, can't have too many spoilers, but you guys will. <laughs> You'll see it coming. Um, I'm excited for that. It's just really great to see more bands. If they had an issue and they're trying to get on top, you know, uh, like get ahead of problems or whatever. To me, it doesn't matter because we no matter how we get started working, it is going to be helpful. And then we can activate different, different uh, like components as we go. Um, but, you know, just getting out there and getting recognized and having the bandstand behind it is super important because they have that voice um, and the influence. I can only, I've been saying lately, I can only reach my followers. Um, and so yeah it opens new doors and it has new, new ears and new people listening and new help. Um, So that's kind of all really pretty cool. I think that's where we are though.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely why it expedited me wanting to reach out to you. I wanted to reach out to you anyways and, and bring attention to what you've been doing. I think it's like you said, it's super important to have the conversation, even if it's awkward, you know, I always tell my Mm -hmm. kids, you know, speak your truth, even if your voice is shaking kind of a situation. So, you know, this is kind of one of those things where even if it's, you kind of talk quietly, you still got to talk about it. So, yeah,
1: I mean, that's the only way to make something less awkward is to Mm -hmm. get used to talking about it. Um, I mean, it's a heavy
0: subject
1: and I didn't do this, but I usually start every conversation with saying if anyone's ever uncomfortable to step away like this topic is hard and if any you know your safety listeners and you and I like our safety is most important it can bring up a lot of stuff so um there's never anything wrong with taking a break um or you know just being able to like give yourself the space to if you feel something to realize that it is, it is a tough situation. It's a tough concept. It's a tough converse, um, you know, topic in general.
0: Yeah. But,
1: um, that being said, breaking the awkward is, is important. And, you know, having people um, realize that as soon as those conversations continue, like you can have them before the show with, with your buddies. I mean, it can be anything like, you know, Hey, heads up, this is going on. Like I want, we want to help. I want to help. Or like, Maybe you know, don't get super wasted because you don't realize that you know you can affect people. I don't, any kind of conversation that can be had is one towards the goal. I think, Um, yeah. So that that being said, I mean, you know what I'm saying. So
0: yeah, for sure. Um, if you know you got a buddy that maybe uh, you know, could lay off of it a little bit for one night and reel it in a little. <laughs> You're like, hey, so let's have a good time, just- everybody. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And there's so many ways to just like break through this. Like a lot of people say a lot of times, like, what do you mean? We're supposed to ask her to dance, there's no game in that. And I'm like, Well, maybe you shouldn't be worried about your game. Maybe you should be worried about that person and their safety and how they feel. And like, maybe we, we normalize asking someone to dance or maybe going and you know looking at their face and see not the way that face looks but like having a a human interaction um that can be consensual that they can you know they can decide you know it's like asking for hugs like you might not be used to that but it's okay to ask for a hug because that person has the right to say no thank you not even thank you just nope (laughs) like especially now
0: especially yeah. Especially now, like that's been a thing is, you know, you really have to ask people if they want to hug because you don't, you know, even just like the whole COVID thing, everybody has such a different level of personal space and comfortability 100%. and whatever. So I think now it was already important, but even now I, it's a really big subject to talk about. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: think I, I completely agree. It's also, it's opened up People, more people's eyes to boundaries and like personal like body safety and just respect of space a lot more because of the virus and things that we have had to change like just spatial concepts in general like people who never thought about sexual assault or you know groping and all that stuff it shows those people may now be more aware of their own space and other people's space so it was almost connected ever call it a gift but it was almost a way to make it easier to explain why everyone has that right to decide where someone crosses your touch barrier like it's it, it everyone you know they have to they have to, you have to give them a choice just cuz you want something doesn't mean that that person wants it and so like that spatial boundary thing that we're going through now is really important and like you said which is also very true is it kind of everybody is in a different place and so it all like sits on a spectrum anyways um and different people's comfort zone like that's why you just got to ask and you got to establish consent with somebody um and like we said if it's awkward it doesn't have to be like, we're trying to change that kind of mentality, I guess, in that. For sure. For sure. <laughs> thinking how it's things are changing again, which is cool. Like we're, I have shows, um, events and stuff like finally on the calendar. I mean, oh. you know, the new year's runs were all tough getting canceled and I, I was, I didn't want to lose momentum, but it did give me some time for some office work because there's a lot of that to be done. Oh yeah, the um. God, I mean, like the all the fun behind and- the
0: scenes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, you know, you can I can show up at a table with the things I need, but it really takes a lot of planning, and you know, it's more than just showing up. Now, like, there's got to be that education um, piece where I have to, I want to kind of just, part of it being mission based is I can't just show up. <laughs> like I'm trying to say, like. I have to be able to um, sh- show and teach and implement more of like safety practices and why this matters and what's been done wrong for so long and how we can fix um, those kind of like the old ways and, and, and show anybody who's listening what the right ways are. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's all, that all takes a lot of uh, writing and um, planning and, you know, all that.
0: For sure. And, and being ready for, like you said earlier, whatever somebody's thought process or response is going to be, because like when I did tabling again, it was, you know, for animals, but it's the same kind of thing. You have to be prepared with whatever that other person is going to say. And you don't ever know what it could be. (laughs) Like you Mm -hmm. don't know what somebody else's response or experience or any of that. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure you've gotten some responses that were a little shocking and you're like,
1: okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, never, you never know what's going to come up. And like the thing, the other idea too, is that um, trauma is different for everybody. So like things kind of fall on a spectrum. What is seemingly like not a big deal to someone could be, uh, you know, like a game changer it could ruin someone's night or week or year um doesn't you, you never know what's gonna like come up from a moment i mean i can tell you personally every single time that i've been touched inappropriately it brought all of the other times like right back up and so it just it, it, it gets worse and worse even if the physical action does might not seem like a big deal to someone else like i am then all of a sudden taken back into this um you know the discomfort and physically and emotionally like I have to take a real break and that to me is unfair but anyways I was saying is like on a on a spectrum meaning like you know a butt grab to somebody might be like ew gross to other people like I said it could run their night and so judging people on the exact um motion or action or words being said is something that's like misconception that happens a lot oh that doesn't seem like a big deal Well, maybe not to you, but you know, to that person, it it can be, um, quite a, quite a big deal. So, you know, that's something else to
0: consider. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So talk about then, because we kind of touched on this and then my dog distracted me. (laughs) Um, but I wanted to speak to you anyways, but as I'm sure some listeners may know on Facebook and the interwebs, there's been a lot of things coming out recently in the Humphreys community. And so that's kind of what drove me to reach out to you much faster. Um, so let's kind of put somebody in a live music situation and maybe they see something that one of the ladies shared, um, happening at a show. What can somebody do um when they're like seeing something happening. Right.
1: Um so that's actually one of the most important things is that they call it active bystander intervention. Um and so the idea is the bystander um what's it called the bystander there's something about um the passive bystander is something it's a phenomenon that happens where the more uh, the bystander effect sorry so the more the the more people there are seeing an incident, the less likely anybody is going to do something to help. And that's because they just expect that somebody else is already doing something. So that is why it's a problem. And that's why they call it active bystander intervention because you want to be an active bystander and actually take some action. Um, So we teach um, some skills that a lot of people that work in in the field and with this subject um, use this as a teaching method um, so that there are what they call five D's um, and they each of the five D's um, are different ways to safely interact or step in or try to help someone in distress. Um, and they can be used based on your safety in the moment. Um, let me see if I can do them off the top of my head. Uh, direct distract Delay, delegate, and document. So my favorite one is called um, distract, and that is I feel the safest doing it. So if you see somebody harassing somebody else, the idea is to go into the into the moment and use distraction by interacting with the person in distress. So that way you can create any distraction of any kind. My favorite one i do is like do you know the name of this song it could be the most played you know new obvious thing ever i mean it's different in each in music community what's the like duh like obvious like joiner song but and the idea is that they will answer you and if they need you they'll stay engaged with you if they don't it's just like a blip in time you know, it's like asking someone literally the time of day. I don't know if you've ever had anybody when you ask them the time of day, like think that it's like some things going on, you know, you say, oh, it's 430. Thanks. Okay, cool. Again, the idea is that you break the moment in time. Um, It can be anything, you could drop something, you could, you know, ask where the nearest bathroom is or whatever. So that is one thing because you don't always know what the situation is but you always want to do something. Cause a lot of feedback people will ask me, well, what if it's just their boyfriend or their friend, or they're just joking and, you know, messing around? Well, I don't, as the bystander, I don't know that. So you do something that's safe and not like a big conflict. Um, Cause you can't, you might be wrong, but it'll be never be noticed as, you know, big thing. The other ones we've talked about, I mean, there's a, there's, we have a training on it on our website. Um, but the other one is direct. when you go right up to the harasser and say, hey, man, watch it, or, you know, not cool or, you know, say to person, hey, do you know this guy or whatever, um, that takes uh, some confidence and depending on the moment, um, and you have to really assess your own safety um, first. Um, delegate is grabbing a friend or, or a security team member or a staff member or a bartender or anything saying like, hey, I need some help. I see this happening, don't know what to do um and like safety in numbers isn't right but like if if you and your friend go up to a situation you're more likely to be successful because you're not alone um and then i'm trying to think oh delay is another really good one because you don't know what to do in the moment you go back to that person 10 minutes 15 minutes or 20 even longer later and say hey i saw that like are you all right is you know my friends are all over here if you need anything you know it's a validation in a way and the likelihood of trauma lasting from the interaction that they had before it goes down because now they feel like they're supported. Um, and then documents are a little tricky. You don't want to do any documentation unless someone else is already stepping in, in some way, because then you're just recording someone in trouble. You're not, you know, no one's actually doing anything. And then also you have to ask the person who you're recording. If that you have this, um, you know, data or whatever, and what they want to do with it. You posting it online without their permission will cause them more harm. So there's some Great. tricks to it. It's on our website, groovesafe.org. You can kind of look at a little bit more. Um, but hopefully that was helpful. That's the quick rundown of the bystander stuff. Um, because all it takes is scanning your horizon. If you see someone, you you can tell if someone's not quite right by their body language, whatever. You don't have to be a hero you know, just do anything to interrupt the moment. And then I'll save that person. Um, save them. It's not the right word. If you, you know, it'll, it'll give them a chance to be helped, get help and, you know, hopefully not have their show or their life ruined by some um, harasser that, you know, is really causing trouble. So.
0: For sure. For sure. Especially like for me, when all of those things started to come out, <clears throat> it, like you said, it, it, it's hard. Like it was definitely really triggering for me. I have my own stories. Um, not at shows, you know, in other instances of my life. Um, so hearing all of that personally, it was really hard to read because Umphreys is my safe space. And I mean, it's my business. It's my everything for me, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's much mm-hmm. deeper, I think, than a lot of people. Um, but it, it's also my safe space. And I go there as the escape from everything in the world, <laughs> you know, and know. to read all of that was like, it was really heartbreaking. Like it mm-hmm. was like, it took me a few days to kind of like grasp myself around everything and then be like what do I, what do I do? Yeah. You know, just already, I I love to give to people, but I have this platform as a female in this community. Like we have to do something here. Like this cannot continue. Like it's not okay. And then I had so many friends that were like, saying what you're saying I don't feel like I want to go anymore and this and that and it was it was awful to get those yeah. messages from people and I'm like no this is not okay that's not no right we're it's, here to have fun
1: it's yeah it's it's really it's really it's tough people they don't want to go anymore or like you know it, it's just ruined for them and that shouldn't have to be the way and like that's why I think safe part of why it exists, but why I'm so motivated, because I want to give people that voice who can't find it, or they're not ready. You know, like, some people are never ready to talk about their story. And that's like, totally okay. Um, it's, it's more that I'm willing to not tell your story for you, but keep talking about this. Um, because it's, like you said, it's really difficult, either brings up other stuff, or it's just infuriating that somebody or some people or anything, that, that people are taking away something from you. Like they their actions are literally robbing you of something that you love to do. And that's where it becomes unfair. Um and you know we don't people who this happened to or your friends or whatever, they, a lot of times you don't have a say in it. And that is what is so frustrating. Um because you know now now we're talking about the pain instead of like you know, try, having people um just learn to take, you know, like act appropriately or, you know, like be stopped doing these things. And so the things I described, though, about the active center stuff is really on the spot in the shows, but supporting each other like outside and in the community and like online and stuff is really important. Um, because a lot of times people are quick to either make a joke or, you know, delete the post altogether. And I always, I reach out to admins in certain groups sometimes and say, Hey, like turn comments back on, like you, it's really difficult. And I know that people are probably coming at you in other ways, but the only way to get this conversation to continue is to not try to hide it because hiding it's been what's happening all along. And that's why it's hard for people to, to believe it's going on or to, to, um, you know have the conversations just because it's been buried or you know there's victim blaming where people think it's their fault and then all of a sudden you know deleting posts or that stuff is silencing people even more i mean it is uncomfortable i've said that you know it really is uncomfortable um but you know and, and people have the, they have the choice to step away and i think that's important also but you know it, it you want to support your friends you want to support your people but there's just ways I don't know, like for me, GrooveSafe won't out anybody um, publicly because it's unsafe for me and my team, but it also can add more trauma to the person that's experienced it or other people. Um, so a lot, I think the the solution, if there is one, is preventative, like to talk about it ahead of time, um, to have the bands and venues put out statements or you know enforce them, like no tolerance situation but then it is a, it's for the fans and for us and our uh, the audience and our community to help each other um because you're not able to find a security guard in the middle of the floor in a ga show and so you know you, you have to be able to look out for each other yeah um in the show and outside the show like you know there's different ways to to stand up for for people without putting yourself at risk um but I think a lot of that is it's just supporting each other and just teaching where you can, I think. Um, or finding out more information. I mean, the harassment can be seen in so many forms. Um, I don't know. It's like this is where I when I get like emotional, it's because I get really sad and really frustrated um because it really is unfair. Um the you know those shows sh- should be a place that we we can let go not be on guard you know um so I'm, there's a little there's a little tangent there but I think it's because <laughs> I, I get so many feelings about this like
0: my yeah. god
1: and oh my god to have it, online discussions are really important um and that's how we get uh the awareness even to begin with some people don't even know it's a problem so I mean that's it's
0: well and that's what I'm thinking too it was. You know, there's always going to be the comments. There's always going to be the people. Um, But it was really great to see the number of men in the community um, that were just like, oh, hell no. (laughs) You know, like at the show, this is where we are. You ever need anything. This is where you can find me. And, you know, it was really great to just see all of, you know, the male fans in the group were just like, nope. This stops now, you know, now that totally. all of it was coming out and I'm just like, yes, see, <laughs> like, this, I know this is it, you know, you you see all the good people and see that the good does outnumber the bad. And I think it's great that you're so uh, vocal about the the different I've like COVID brain it's awful the past week um
1: it's <laughs> okay I mean this it's hard The subject is like your wheels are always and then I'm like always he...
0: all over for sure um I think it's really great though that you talk about the verbal aspect of things where it's not just the unwanted touching it's the comments you know that's kind of more of what I've had um I always get like the weird drunk guy that's like kind of trying to dance with his girlfriend but he's like dancing on me and you're like what are you doing bro I usually get the comments and so Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important and I love that you talk about that too is that's that's kind of where it starts you know is like the side Mm -hmm. things or you know somebody says something when you walk by and it's like well that's where that starts
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, I think that's important too. And like, again, it's a, it's a tough subject and words are hard to hear, but the rape culture is kind of exists on a a pyramid. And this is something that I learned where, you know, the bottom is going to be those, um, uh, comments on your body, cat calling, um, you know, locker room jokes or I don't like that term, but that's something people understand, you know, boys will be boys, all these things that mm-hmm. is the base. And it goes up from there because if that stuff is allowed, then the, you know, uh, not the envelope is pushed, but things like,
0: yeah, like, yeah. It escalates. It builds, they, it builds, they start
1: to build on each other. And then, you know, you know, yeah. And like dangerous, uh, violent, behavior is at the tip but so the goal is, is to wipe it out on the bottom and that's I mean some of that stuff like direct in the advice center thing the direct doesn't have to be hey buddy knock it off it can be among your friends if someone's like oh I'd hit that you be like whoa not like we don't talk like that anymore like watch it man like you got because it has to happen within you know like I said that bottom and um I mean I had a, it's just so, it's the worst, but I had a a friend, an intern on Fall Tour for Fish, and four to five nights that she worked with me, someone made a sexual comment about her body. She's 19 years old. And, you know, she was, again, it doesn't matter what you're wearing, what you're doing, or whatever, but modest, you know, regular old, hanging out with me, not a super like uh, jam band. She was interested. In learning about nonprofit and what it is like to table and what it's like to do this stuff, um, and it, I just the comments that were being made to her were so outrageous. And it, at the table, even at, the
0: table, um, at the table too, like hello at the table.
1: <laughs> and then I mean, but again, for us like showgars doing our you know our regular thing with our regular community, the comments are just they're they're unbelievable online as one thing, but in person, the amount of just degrading things that people are saying. And I, I don't care if you're wasted or not. Like, I don't just, just, just God, keep your hands to yourself and respect people. And like, you, you don't need to be, you don't need to be saying these things. It doesn't make you cool. It doesn't, you know, it's like, I feel like I just, these are things I'm film. teaching
0: my six and seven, you know, like yeah. hands to yourself. Yeah. We don't say those things to people. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I have
1: seen a shift because people are getting a little bit more confident in, in shutting it down. Yeah. Um, you know, trolls will be trolls, but even that is it, that's no excuse for me anymore. Um, it never has been for me, but I mean, sexist jokes, even just whistling, like I don't know, like animal noises, all this stuff is under harassment. It is, mm-hmm. it is wrong. It is, it's verbal abuse. I mean, there's these, it's, it's just awful. Um, but I'm glad that you brought the, that you did say that's where it does start. Um, cause when you can get away with that, what else can you get away with? Then you
0: try um, to push the envelope, you know, like that's what, how yeah. some people are, they kind of see how yeah. little you know how far can i go before you know it's, that's
1: the thing is it's it's not funny and yeah. you know i can understand as we shift that defense like in like uh, long-term cultural deep-seated stuff is is hard to to bring out and to, to change and stuff like that but it's a defense either sometimes it's men that just they're so it's 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 new and it's scary and it's awkward to be called out um or whatever and again it's not just men but it it's hard and so like i said the defense mechanism is to joke and that mm-hmm. i can see like psychologically where why but um even that stuff that's also really wrong um because it's minimizing it it's 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 um you know it's victim blaming truly um and it, i think that with more conversations it will be um less of a uh like a defense mechanism to back out of something um I mean again I can tell so many stories it happens at the table all the time when I'm discussing something oh what's this oh groove safe. what does that mean you know I go through the mission real quick for a while I used to change my wording depending on who I was talking to but I don't do that anymore because I think that's um continuing the problem like well you know like don't don't you know, don't touch it, you know, like, oh, like, and no, I know no. it's like, this is sexual assault awareness. People need, you know, but again, somebody, oh, I like when he touches me or like the friend would be like, oh, I get, you know, he's, he touches me all the time. Huh? And I'm like, okay, well maybe that's consensual because you've given him permission or that's between you two, but I'm talking about when it's not, a, you know, when you don't have permission. And so that people joke a lot. I mean, I've, I've cried at tables from the kind of just absolutely outrageous things that people say. Um, you know, I, I turn around and like, you know, bite my lip and get, you know, rearrange and re you know, start again, but it's, it's really hard. And, um, I mean, I, again, like I said, a few minutes ago, I could go through, it would take me a week to tell you every single story and outrageous thing and not direct harassment to me, but just the way that people handle this subject And I'm, I'm open to it and I'm okay with it because it's going to take, this is what change is. It's kind of people navigating their own way through it. Um, But the more that we can talk about what is okay um, is like giving people options instead of telling them what they're wrong. Like what's, what they're doing wrong is to like show them what they can do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's sort of a shift that's working, I think. Um, But
0: yeah, that's what I've noticed with people. If you you know, most people want to do the right thing. And if you show them what the right thing is, then they're like, oh, okay. Well then yeah, I'll do that. You know, it's a lot of times it's just people don't know. Yeah, it's true. I,
1: um, like I said, I, I just, uh, I could go on and on. (laughs) This is what I do all the time. Um, (laughs) but, uh, one thing I did notice, it's really a good, it's a good story is that there's an action that people do that, a, the people don't like but a lot of people don't know that it was a problem and this is when you're in a crowd you're in a tight space and someone will run their hand across the, your lower back to tell tell you that they want to get by or sometimes even squeeze you know the squishy part in your hip like just be like hey like or like you know but that is in the the no touch zone you know I try to say like shoulders to knees is like you don't know you know, so a quick tap on the shoulder to show if you can't hear somebody, that is what I say is like the only reason you'd have to touch somebody. But again, so I've told people about that, the small of the back, like that is uncomfortable. Some that can actually trigger some trauma for people. Um, So I've explained that and people say, oh man, I didn't, I had no idea that that wasn't okay. Like, I'll never do that again. You know, so quick little moments of showing them about just a shoulder tap there's just no need to touch anybody anywhere else and people have said okay like i hear you so when people say oh creeps can't be changed like that's not true that person's not a creep they just literally like we said didn't know that that could be you know felt as a bad thing or inappropriate or, or whatever and that person never does that ever again because they now know so it's just it's fueling
0: with tools really Exactly. Exactly. For sure. So talk about then if there's somebody that works for a band that's listening, or maybe they're in a band and they really want to work with you, how did they do that?
1: Okay, let's see. So 2022, I think I maybe said this earlier, but we're kind of um, doing the, the artist ambassador program is now like, you know, stepped up a little where we are doing different like services for for this and it's you know tabling online um campaigns and training too like it's there's more to it than just you know slapping a group safe sticker on something like that's not gonna work for me anymore like it has to be an active um initiative for change um so there's some components but um we're doing more of a formal onboarding where connecting with someone in a partnership is you know is a little bit um more towards the, the mission. Um, and therefore we can change each person's community. Um, every fan group is like slightly different. So it's really, it's customizable or, you know, scalable depending on the band and their following and stuff like that. But, um, the, the, the way to do it is to just email me, Ashley, at groovesafe.org or you know go to the team groovesafe at gmail that's like a little bit more of a general email Um, um and pretty soon i'm gonna have it a page on the website there already is a page called artist ambassadors um but it's gonna get a little bit of a facelift um but then basically just get in touch with me and i go through what i picture as a part of a band doing all they can and then that band is able to depending on their size and and you know what they have and typically a donation comes with it because we are a nonprofit and everything that is done it has to be sourced. Um, and then you know we just work together and see where the where the where the band's going and, and what they need. Um, but it's really just getting on board and, and getting behind the the mission and using your voice as a band or an artist to reach your community um but it's pretty really simple it's just really getting in touch with me and kind of going through seeing where they are and what they want um but it's really it's i mean we there's no judgment and we have bands that are you know small local gigs to all the way obviously to fish and frieze now and and that is where i want to be because it it every anywhere there's music anywhere there's a gathering there's going to be harassment so the goal is to get in a, every space we can. Uh, same with venues too. if you're a small venue or you're a large venue, we have a venue program now too. So um, same ideas. Um, you know being visible and having a voice and having a no tolerance environment and getting some training on really the correct ways to respond to crisis and what it means to just kind of like uh, reinvent the situation where you can um, make a difference. <laughs> by doing things right. And again, like we said, giving them tools to do it the right way, you can show them what doesn't work, but also really like Groove Safe is going to be able to tell you what does work. Um, yeah. Cause again, the whole plan is to change this culture and shift it to being safer and better and honestly more fun. And people want to go back to shows because right now people will experience something really crappy and they don't want to see music anymore. I mean, I'm a perfect <laughs> you know, a speaker for that. And then also many, many, many listeners and friends probably of yours may not even have said it, but a lot of people are like hesitant couch tour. You can sit at home in your your PJs with unlimited bathroom and unlimited wine, like doing, you know, you're cozy sure. and safe. So let's get people back out to shows safely, obviously COVID withstanding, but the best yeah. part about live music is being at the live music. So like, the my my goal is to get people to feel like that's going to be safe. And if not super safe, at least learning how to step in if there's a problem or like, you know, talk to somebody or reach out to GrooveSafe or whatever needs to be done
0: to make that work, I think. Yeah. So are you just exclusively with Jam bands right now? I mean, have you branched off into any other genres of music? I mean, I guess yeah, besides we'll being at a it. festival, but. Right.
1: Um, technically, I mean, yes, we do work with all genres. We work with anywhere there's gatherings, you know, any, any, anywhere that there are people you're going to need to kind of fix this um, The culture. Uh, I just, because I'm a jamming girl, like you know fish fan forever seen every jam band there is multiple times and yeah. um that's just where it was occurring and like that is my exact like my life um yeah but you know i i will and do work with other other genres other bands i mean if you think of a venue no matter what the size they could have six genres in a weekend like you know double build thursday through sunday you can have all kinds of music in that space. So then, if it's a venue partner, that venue would already have multiple genres. So the concept of jam band is only because that's where my community was and that's where my networking started. Yeah. Um, but the project and the program and the group safe as an admission nonprofit, it is to be in all spaces because that's the way that. Change continues, I think. Yeah. Because I get different audiences are different. Like you're going to get a different type of style of fan at a country show or, you know, like an EDM show or a small folk singer. Like it's all going to be a different environment, but the concept is still 100% the same. So, yeah, I think yeah. that might be better.
0: So, talk about if somebody you mentioned you can donate on your website, but if somebody is interested in maybe helping tabling and in- whatever you announce with umphreys coming up somebody's excited and wants to help out how do they do that
1: yeah well maybe you and me can do the secret coming show that's coming up um and (laughs) so there's a few things i mean volunteering again because of the subject it's really difficult it can be really hard so um I mean, anybody can get in touch with me anytime. Right now I'm using joingroovesafe at gmail.com specifically for people who want to help either physically go with me, not go with me, but, you know, do tabling at events. um, But also we have plenty of admin work and things that like, if you're an expert in something, I can't be an accountant, a lawyer, a psychologist, (laughs) and like an administrative (laughs) assistant and, um, a data researcher, like all at the same time. I mean, I've been doing a lot of my own for a long time, but now it's, we're getting, um, more people willing to help on the kind of the, the operation side. So that's always an option. That's very Um, awesome. But the, yeah, I mean, you have to understand the way, I mean, all of us that the volunteering can be really tricky. It, uh, you know, I don't just send anybody out because it's un, it'll be irresponsible and unsafe for the volunteer and the person who might um, be having a conversation. So you will also be seeing a like a volunteer training program coming to soon because in order to have table leads, like I can't be everywhere at the same time, but I have to have skilled table leads um to be able to go and do this stuff um, so this i mean this is all really happening it's all really growing and building um, but yeah it's it's really just honestly reaching out um, i prefer email because i can't keep track of all three social medias especially having my own dms like the best thing to do is just start with um emailing um, and there's so many choices for email, but all on the website has everything. Um, but you know info at groovesafe.org could be the best way to start, I think. Awesome.
0: Well, I think the only thing we didn't cover is, you know, what are some tips that somebody can you know take for themselves um, if they're ever in this situation?
1: Oh yeah, that is that's important. I was gonna say it before and I totally forgot that first of all, forgive yourself and don't blame yourself if you're in, in a situation or in something that goes wrong. Um, the number one thing for me was always, we um, freeze up. It's really, you know, if you are in distress, you may freeze. And so don't blame yourself if you didn't speak up, if you didn't yell, if you didn't get help. Like, it's not, it's just actually like a, a physical chemical re- release in your brain where you freeze. Like people know fight and flight, but freeze is also a huge one, and there's something called friend too, which people don't know. but you all of a sudden shift, and you're really nice to the harasser because you mm-hmm. want to try to establish some uh, equality and like a friendship, or you know, like a like. Oh, a, maybe they won't hurt something me something if we're stuff. friends
0: or something, sort of yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but so that's always number one. Is like, it's okay if you if you don't and can't. Um, but so I would if you can grab someone nearby or, um, you know, maybe you can, a lot of times you can go to the merch table because you know that someone's stationed there and um, I don't even, you can pretend to be shopping and like, you can just get a second to regroup. Um, That's also the women's room or like the bathroom. I know it's crazy to think you have to find a safe place in the bathroom, but it's a good place to regroup. Um, and you know you can even just chat with anybody in there. Um, if you can or want to talk to security, you can. Um, but that's part of my goal is to get those venues and securities up to date on the correct way to react and respond. But um, I think if you can be loud, go ahead. If you can't, you know, tell someone right after. Um, or I mean, you can even there's hotlines. And I, it, it's it's this is a hard one because it really depends on what happened. What you've been through and how you're feeling in the moment. Um, but I, I think that if you can delegate in some way by grabbing, not grabbing, but like <laughs> connecting with someone nearby or, or, you know, getting to some sort of staff member just to, you know, you never know what they're going to actually say to you, but at least telling someone um, that you're experiencing this is always a good start. Um, call a friend, text somebody. Like, you guys can email me anytime you want. I mean, I just want to make sure everyone's okay. But the rea- the, the victim reaction is very difficult um, because of the different ways that b- the brain reacts to having some trauma or, or um, being in, in danger or, or fear. Um, so I don't really totally know, but I think some of those ideas could help.
0: I'm sure it's difficult too, because it happens so fast. You're usually like so deep in a jam or something, you know? So you're like in your own space doing your own thing. And then this happens and you're just like, did that just happen? Like, I can't, yeah. you know, nobody totally. knows how their mind would react at all. And like a lot nobody of times can say. the
1: person's gone like that. I mean, I've been calling it the drive-by since I started this. It's there, they grab and they go and you have no clue where they are, what they're going to do. And even if you wanted to confront them, you can't, if you wanted to point them out to a friend, you can't. Um, so that becomes really difficult. Then you feel really trapped. And, um, then now you're left with the problem and the feelings and they're on their way. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but like you said, it's like, exactly. It's exactly that you're in your moment. And now all of a sudden your moment is changed. And I don't know, I think The other piece of if the victim or survivor or person in distress is brave enough to tell you and you're hearing it, you may not know how to handle it, but you've got to tell them that you believe them and ask them if they're okay. Mm -hmm. And that is the first and second steps to reducing long-term trauma and also kind of giving them validation. And most people, when they come to me like, oh, dude, like last night, whatever, Uh, or, you know, just now this creep dot, 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 telling me these things. And I just say, are you all right? Like, what do you need? Like, do you want to stay here for a while? And they're like, no, I just wanted to tell someone, this is like, you know, I always pick a fish song, but you know, there's a song on that. you. Oh no, I want to get back into there. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. We'll, We'll be here. You know, um, most people just want to be validated. So I think that that's important is if someone tells you something, believe them, even if you have no idea what happened or what's going on, they're telling you for a reason, um, and again, most people aren't in like super crisis mode, but they just want to, you know, say something about it um, in order to just carry on with their, their day or their night or whatever is happening. So,
0: yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> is there any other thing that you want to add? Is there Any other ways that people can do their part or maybe anything that we didn't uh, touch on?
1: Um, No, I mean, I think the number one thing is, is, is forgiving yourself and not holding it. Um, If something did happen or you're going through something, um, you know, like I said earlier, some people aren't ready to tell our story and like, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with you and it's never been your fault. Don't blame yourself. Nothing to do with, you know, what you were wearing or what you were drinking or who you were with or not with, or what band was playing. Like it happens a lot and it happens more than people know. And it's really a big, big problem. Um, so I think that the thing is to just get as educated as you can, you know, try to read and ask questions. And I mean, we have a bystander intervention training video that's free on our website, um, groovesafe.org slash live, I think. Um, so I know and, it's a great um, video. I
0: watched it this morning. And yeah, it that. is a really the great video. About it, it,
1: it is. It's a little bit, uh, you know, people drag their feet a little because it is like 50 minutes, um, but you can watch it in parts. You can pause it like the first 15 or so minutes is me telling my story in detail because I felt like it was really crucial to have that like first person experience and telling people why I do this. And then it's not just me having a bad day or, or some girl complaining. Like I've had people have said so many things to me. And, um, then it goes into a expert training, super easy. Like, kindergarten level of understanding what consent is, the five D's of buy intervention, how you can actually help. And then a short question and answer. So if you guys see a 50 minute video, like it doesn't have to be done in 50 minutes, watch a little of the story then come back another time, watch the training piece. And if you're interested in the question and answer, you can go to that part, but don't be like alarmed by the length. I'm going to try to get a shorter one out there, but I don't want to omit some key elements of the kind of learning process in there but i would say that's a really good place to start um and just keep that conversation going and you know give yourself a break if it's too much Um, but and i'm always here and you guys can donate money that'll help me keep doing this
0: (laughs) (laughs) for sure Um, for sure
1: Um, but you know, it's honestly, I'm always here and it's, it's going to take a long time. It's definitely not something that's going to happen overnight, but it takes all of us to make one change, make one small adjustment in some way. You know, every conversation is going to be one towards fixing something, um, you know, like tell people, talk about it and, um, whatever. I mean, you guys are going to, you Umphreys fans will be seeing some involvement from the band, which is really super exciting. It's going to be definitely the best part of this month. Um, and we will see you out there, I guess.
0: That's exciting. I'm really happy to hear that, uh, that they're on board to do this. And I'm personally excited to, you know, work with you and in, in whatever way that pans out for the two of us. So this yeah. has been such a pleasure. I'm really, it's one of those things that I'm happy we had this conversation, you know, like I'm glad mm-hmm. we did and I'm glad yeah. we were able to meet. And, you know, I'm excited to bring this to everybody and, and keep the conversation yeah. going.
1: I mean, for sure. And I, I appreciate you getting involved and inviting me. And, you know, I I I'll have this conversation anytime because it's really, it's important. Um, takes some getting used to, but I mean, I'm here for it. So
0: for sure, and everybody donate and help how you can. And my silent auction is coming soon, so yeah, bid on stuff, and all the money is going to Groove Safe. So yes, love it. Yeah, uh, well, this cool. has been so great, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm yeah, so no, happy I'm we got really,
1: to. talk. I'm happy to happy to do it, and uh, good to meet
0: you on. Video meeting. <laughs> yeah, the meet. It's so great to meet you. You're like kind of meeting people now. It's like it's weird, but it yeah. works. I
1: look forward to doing stuff in person again. um But you know, this is where we are, and we do what we can. So it'll Definitely. be cool. So like, yeah. All right. So
0: that's everything yeah, I have for you. this week of the show. Thank you again so so much to Ashley for taking the time to be on the show and chat about safe. And the absolutely incredible work that you're doing. You'll find all the links you need to find GrooveSafe on the internet and on social media in the show notes. And you'll also find links for where you can place your bids in the DATC Media Company Virtual Silent Auction. Don't forget all the proceeds from that. Go into GrooveSafe. You have until February 21st to place your bids. Also in the show notes, you'll find links for where you can check out the DATC pod vault stuffed with a bunch of past episodes, where you can get your subscription to Crooked Conversations, snag your copy of the winter edition now available, shop the DATC store, and so, so much more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.